Warning, the following episode contains adult language and screaming goats. Listener discretion is advised. The Pinball Network is online. Launching The Pinball Show. Pinball is a game of skill. For some, it's a passion and a lifestyle. It's time for The Pinball Show. It's pinball with personality. Hey everybody, episode 34 of the Pinball Show. The gang's all back here. I'm your host, Zach Minnie, alongside the other host of the Pinball Show, Dennis Creasel. How's it going, Dennis? It's going okay. Do we have do we have shirt winners? Finally? Are we done with this? Can we quit talking about the shirts? <laughs> everybody gets to see us. some of the t-shirts. Right, this last week, if they you got guys, to see, they got to see the C quality shirts, the C minus. Oh, yeah, that's right, C minus. Oh, I have always been a generous scorer. I, I could be on straight down the middle. My scores <laughs> are so kind. Everybody B plus. <laughs> <laughs> no, yes, so sure. uh, the T-shirts have been shown. To, if you guys follow the Pinball Network on Facebook, we were showing pictures of the submissions. Some pretty good ones in there. Um, some that were just downright confusing, but. I love that everybody um, at least offered uh, their ideas for uh, the Pinball Show t-shirts upcoming. With that being said, very likely not making any of those. But we have a winner, and somebody's going to get an Avengers banner. That's the randomizer. Is it? That's the sound it was supposed to make when you turned your headphones on. I got you. Well, let's see. It just spit out. I don't know why it's still working off of fax paper, but... It just spit out a winner, and after we seen the winner, Dennis and I thought, well, we didn't really specify who was included or excluded here, but... <gasps> Shenanigans. Yeah, the winner of the Stern Avengers Infinity Quest pinball banner is... Brian Cosner. A correspondent. A cor- Double shenanigans. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we... That it was, that was the random pick. Well, we yeah we didn't say that we would say no one affiliated with doing segments for the show. Yeah. They don't have any. He didn't have any edit authority over the show though, so he couldn't actually just insert his name in. So that's true. That is so true. Uh, yeah, got so, we got to do what we say. We got to follow the rules. Congratulations, Cause. You got yourself. Yeah, uh, congratulations. Nice Even banner. though we're not going to make your shirt. <laughs> I did like his idea of the mini Creasel 2020. That's pretty good. Mm, it's awfully political. Pretty, 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 pretty good. You didn't like it? You and I in a suit? I think he's used that same thing and just swapped heads before. So I found it I found it a little bit uh, low effort. Asterisk. <laughs> asterisk, yes, asterisk. <laughs> just, I was saying, I might have seen the same thing done with you and Greg before. And I thought, hey, I thought that was for me. <laughs> I, uh... I do like the the uh, Michael Winnie had a um, oh the goat tearing it through the shirt right that was really good that was really good um, I like the screaming goat there I even like the conceptually I like the idea of one of our hands shaving the TPS insignias into the side of a goat that was nice I being the lame person I am like the general dot matrix TPN one that you probably found completely uninspired. Uninspired is a good word. I think it's a good t-shirt, but to me, the pinball shows just a little bit extra. 
than a well that one was tpn it was tpns but it was like the whole network so it was it wasn't quite in compliance with the request either yeah so. we've seen it done though we've yeah. seen it done um the sloth confused the hell out of me oh this yeah outer space because we don't ever reference sloths no um so that one was confusing yeah that was out of left field the one with the uh the skull was a bit confusing with the with the usa flag because most of the providers here let's not kid ourselves are non-us americans they're canadian or they're australian well, yeah but or... we we are both in the u.s as the host oh the pinball this show specific... yeah. right okay. again yeah, that makes sense pinball so. show but yeah, but it had, had a weird. It had it to yeah. me a weird no fear vibe, which we also never talk about. We don't. Overall, I'm sticking with the C minus. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not, uh. <laughs> I did like. I think conceptually, there is something there for a T-shirt to be made, Dennis. That has the uh, the mayor of New York. Uh, was it Laguardia hitting the bashing the oh, sledgehammer? Yeah, that one. That one was weird because it did that. Um, it reminds like me of like, like that kaleidoscope thing where yeah, you're seeing the, the image mirrored. So I think there is something there. I pictured an illustration of a Dennis Creasel, like the mayor, bashing. Well, know. I mean, it confused me also because we never talk about LaGuardia. Yeah. But, uh, you know, historically, I get the pinball reference. Yes. But we're not a history show either. We're a news show, damn it. And you guys are about to be spoon fed some news. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> It's time for TPN Industry News. Hi, this is Ken Rudberg with your Jersey Jack update. Now with the release of Jersey Jack Pinball's Guns N' Roses, it's been a week of tutorials, gameplay videos, and unboxings, culminating with an interview on the Jersey Jack Pinball podcast with Eric Menier and Slash from Guns N' Roses. Jersey Jack has been leading the media full-court press, with Eric and Keith Johnson providing a lot of content and really showcasing this game to the fullest extent possible. Reviews from Pinside have been a bit more mixed, with some liking the gameplay and others not as much. The general consensus is, if you like Guns N' Roses, you'll really like this game, and if not, it may come down to personal taste. A lot of questions have been swirling about when people will get their games. The answer to that is not clear, with distributors even questioning when those games will arrive. What we do know is that the demand for this title has pushed a lot of timelines out, and many aren't expecting to see their game until the new year. For The Pinball Show, this has been Ken Rudberg with your Jersey Jack update. The Chicago Pinball Expo gets lit, the stern rumor mill starts to churn, and more code updates. Hey everyone, Craig here again, the Pinball Show's stern news correspondent. Well, it's not exactly the good old days of pinball, but organizers of the Chicago-based Pinball Expo kicked off their conference this year in a virtual format due to the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. Stern-related highlights included a making of the Beatles documentary, along with a virtual guided tour of the world's largest pinball factory at Stern's headquarters on Saturday night. 
And now that Stern is officially between titles, the rumor mill has started churning again on what Stern's next title release will be and if it will be released before Christmas. With the recent GNR release from Jersey Jack, many are guessing that a long-rumored Steve Ritchie music pin might be next on the schedule with themes ranging from Led Zeppelin, Rush, or Queen to Def Leppard, Pink Floyd, The Rolling Stones, or maybe even Journey. So while the correct answer and timeline remains a mystery, one thing is for sure, Richie rarely disappoints with his new titles. And just in time for Halloween, one new magical rumor that stands out among all others comes courtesy of our TPS friend, Orbital Albert, as his goat farming, eagle eyes spotted licensor extraordinaire, Joe Kamenkow, laying a Harry Potter Easter egg during the chat stream of the Beatles documentary. When asked what Cam and Cow's next licensed title might be, Joe responded by saying that they have something up their sleeve, hinting that a magic-based Harry Potter title could be in the works from Stern. Should anyone, student or star, attempt to aid Mr. Potter, they will be punished in a manner consistent with the severity of their transgression. Furthermore, any person found to have knowledge of these events who fails to come forward will be treated as equally guilty. Wow, wouldn't that be something? And more new code dropping this week from Stern after a few weeks of the Stern coders taking a much needed vacation. Stranger Things version 0.99 and 0.99.1 uploaded as well as Elvira's House of Horror code V1.00 signaling that both titles are nearing what most would consider complete. Both code updates feature numerous game enhancements, additional polish, game adjustments, topper integration, and bug fixes. That's all for this week. For The Pinball Show, I'm Craig Bobby. Catch you on the flip side. Hi, and welcome to this week's Spooky Haggis Industry Talk update on The Pinball Show with Dr. John. Lots happening this week, uh, maybe to coincide with Expo that was just on and greatly enjoyed. And thanks again to everyone who put the virtual Pinball Expo together in Chicago. I know I spent many a waking hour in the early mornings watching the great seminars that were available. The news from Spooky is two new code updates for Rick and Morty. One from the 9th and one from the 12th of this month with a fairly good amount of bug fixes to prevent freezing and a couple of small add-ons. No new modes but new lighting and some uh, scoring balance updates. On the Haggis front, Damien had a great one-hour presentation at Pinball Expo. Unfortunately not a lot of gameplay but he assures me this is coming in the next week or so. But he did announce his Celts membership drive for $100 Australian, you get a bag full of swag, including hats, postcards, stickers, memorial tokens for this year, keyrings, wristbands, stubby holders, collector coins, and pins. And for the $100 Australian price tag, which is about 70 US, I think, you get not only membership to this year, but you also get free membership to all of 2021. 
Not only do you get the swag, it also gives you exclusive previews to the next couple of titles that are coming up in the next two years with early adoption. Hmm, sounds a little like a fan club that my other pinball company likes to promote. Anyway, that's it for this week. Hope everyone else had a good time watching Expo like I did, and we'll catch you next week. Bye-bye from Dr. John. Hey, this is Kaz with a quick American Pinball update. American Pinball was a part of the Virtual Pinball Expo 2020. The team had a live chat and discussed all their titles and the most recent updates to Hot Wheels. Check out twitch.tv for info on watching the replay. And also, new code was just released for Hot Wheels. It's version 20.10.15, so go update your pin and try out a few new additions. Hope everyone has a great week and has fun playing pinball. For The Pinball Show, this is Brian Cosser. Whew, it's sure good to hear from those correspondents. Yeah, it's about time they showed up. They did better in a C- this week. What, what will you give them? This week? Um, yeah. A good old B plus there. Oh, Greg, I'd be proud of you. Nothing edgy, uh, you know, correspondence. If you're listening to this. <laughs> yeah, we need more edge. Somehow I, I inject to, uh, edginess into uh, your edge coverage. Maybe to stick out, uh, stick out your investigative necks there a little bit. Really get in there. Roll up the sleeves. Maybe call some people. I'm imagining them in houndstooth hats with press <laughs> stuck on the side of the brim. <laughs> I got to get the truth, see? You got to give me something's going on here. There's some shenanigans going down. You say you got to reveal in Q1. Tell us more. <laughs> Skip E. Where'd you hide the predators? Where'd the predators go? <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Where's our Skip B correspondent? That was you, wasn't it? <laughs> people don't most people don't know i actually back when special when lit you're right it was uh when special when lit was going and they had all the correspondence i actually submitted a demo where i was a skip b correspondent but they and and ken, and ken cromwell always said i'm gonna air it i'm gonna air it and he never did it was oh. too it was too mean i think that would have been that, would that have was been, one of my more yeah. mean-spirited segments people would love that they would have loved i that don't one. know it was kind of mean as i think back on it did you go this week, Dennis, to the Chicago Pinball Expo? Not really. I knew it was going on, uh, and I have not been very interested in any of these virtual pinball conventions. Mm-hmm. I did watch, and not live, I watched after the fact, the final round one on how to start a podcast. Oh, that was I good. figured yeah. we need to learn, so <laughs> I watched that one, and that's the only thing I've seen from it. Uh, I watched a handful of hours of it, and... Mm. It a whole re- handful. A whole handful. Maybe two handfuls. Skittles. Yeah. Oh, not, not tasting the rainbow again. I will say that I think the Chicago Pinball Expo going virtual this year actually worked. More so yeah. than uh, maybe other virtual trade shows in pinball this year. I think the reason was is because they had the ability to get a number of just well-known and interesting folk to submit some videos and some presentations, and they put it together quite nicely. There were, of course, hiccups. Yes, there were some hiccups day one and <laughs> into day two, but overall, it it was entertaining. I think it. I think they pulled it off. Well, maybe I'll go back and uh, catch some vods. I don't know. I don't usually go back. Can't go back. No, never, never. I have to look to the future. Mm-hmm. I always tell people that. Here and now, Dennis. Yeah, you got to stay in the here and now, baby. Yeah, you got to live. You got to live in the present. What happens, listener? This is my therapy uh, rant. What happens, listener? You're walking down the sidewalk, right? 
And uh, what happens if you, you glance over your shoulder at what, what you've just been through, right? And you keep going, that's fine. But what if you look over your shoulder and you continue looking over your shoulder as you're walking? What happens, Dennis? Your neck gets sore. And? It's, and I, you know what? I've seen hundreds, maybe thousands of, of clinical patients. Never once have any, has anybody said your neck gets sore. Well, maybe they don't think about the practical side effects of having their neck in a position like that for so long. The answer was you'll, you'll hit something. You'll trip if you're focusing too much on the past. And then I say well, even further so. Let's say you're looking up blocks ahead of you and you're doing nothing but staring at the future. What may happen? You'll gain prescience. No, you won't. You will trip. You'll fall. Something will you're, happen you right really around think you. legs quit working right with this vision stuff. You're not paying attention. But if you don't look, you glance back to see where you've come from. You glance into the future to see where you're one to go, which street. But you stay in the here and now. Uh, that's, where, that's where the then magic happens. you never happens. have planned for the future and your retirement is a disaster. I said glance. I said glance. But damn it, if you're planning for 20 years from now to get that pinball machine, you might die. Enjoy it now. Bye, bye, bye. Yeah, but it's not out yet. Guns N' Roses 4.0 isn't out yet, Zach. Still waiting on the seas. Oh, oh, oh. oh. too soon? Yeah, too soon. <sighs> the Chicago Pinball Expo worked this year. I caught mm. a lot of seminars. A lot of the commercials even were nicely done. And uh, selfishly, I found a lot of uh, video producers there that I might be reaching out to with helping on TPN. Oh, fancy. Yeah, people were able to but flex I their muscles there. As well as it went, I still think most people are just looking forward to trying to do an in-person Chicago Pinball Expo next year. Yeah, and there's big news that uh, Rob oh, is there. Yeah, Rob Burke and Dave announced that the next year's Expo 2021 is going to be held October 27th through the 30th, and they're changing venues. <gasps> mm hmm. They're, they're going to Texas. They're <laughs> If you can't beat them, watch them. out, Ed. Competition's coming. That's all we need. Competing <laughs> expos. <laughs> yeah, <I'm dueling. laughs> uh, with a bus that goes in between the two. Okay, so next year they're going to hold this uh, this expo. I think it's the I don't know which year it is. Thirty six, thirty seven, something in the Renaissance Convention Center in Schaumburg, Illinois. Mm, now, one of the, the things, famous Schaumburg. Yes, yeah, I got a big mall there. Shopping. If you like shopping, your spouses like shopping, this is the place for you. But they showed Ken Cromwell helped them with an overview video of the facilities. And the place is huge. Humongo. Hmm. Isn't that what they used to call you back in high school? There's Dennis, Mr. Humongo. Were you short yeah. in high school? Were you uh tall? I was the same height I am now. Oh really? Yeah. What are, what are you up to? About five seven, five eight? Five eight. Okay. So you were five eight in high school? I was yeah. really pretty pretty good there. I was a late bloomer. The Renaissance Convention Center in Schaumburg. So yeah, they were they were saying it is the biggest facility. It's gonna be the biggest pinball convention in the world. How do you compete with that German one though, or that uh, Dutch uh, one? I maybe that means that they have access to a more square footage than anyone else. I mean it's a question of how they fill that space, right? Yeah. Um, I think they said something like 70,000 plus square foot. But you got but again, you got to fill it. I mean, I by most accounts, my understanding is in terms of actual show experience, Texas Pinball Festival is bigger than Chicago Expo. 
before it was. Well, I mean, this may be a change. Has mm-hmm. Chicago Pinball Expo stopped their hemorrhaging of uh, attend, you know, uh, vendors and attending groups and is going to just amass? I mean, it's the heart of where Ouch. pinball's made. You would think in theory they could. I think they could. I think this is going to be a big year. Well, and year. I, as of last year, I heard good things that a lot of people felt good. that the show was was improved. Yes, it was. It was still very similar, but very much so. So be on the lookout for that, everybody, at the Chicago Pinball Expo 2021. And nicely done with all of that stuff, everybody. Let's talk about some Jersey Jack pinball. Oh, that the hit makers of Guns N' Roses. They welcomed us all to the jungle of a... Oh, that's so corny. I'm not doing that. Yeah, don't do that. They had a podcast. Uh, Ken Cromwell, the host of the Jersey Jack Pinball podcast, had on a very special guest that probably trumped any special guest ever on a pinball podcast. Eric Minier. Well, he's good. He was on it. He was on it, but rock and roll icon slash was on the podcast. Is there, has there ever been a bigger guest on a pinball podcast? Well, Jeff Tillis, depending on your perspective, did have Ted Nugent once. I thought he had Gene too, didn't he? I don't, I don't remember if he had Gene. I thought he had somebody from Kiss. Eh, Ted Nugent is no slash. Come on. Let's be fair. No, but he's very famous. He's very famous. I mean, Ed Robertson's pretty famous. He's Ed, been on podcasts. Absolutely. There's a lot of big names, but slash, slash, uh, slash the competition there. And it was a phenomenal, damn near perfect podcast from what I heard. Not like secondhand, like, yeah, I heard it's pretty from good. Out, the rumor mill is Ken <laughs> kind of knows what he's doing. It's good. No, it, it was, it was very enjoyable. It was just clean. It was just solid. Nicely done over there. But he, he talked about, and again, the passion kind of bled through the, the audio waves. This guy really, really, really cares about pinball. This is no front. They're right. They, he really cares. So much so, he was talking, and he would like to co-design, Dennis, another pinball machine. Hmm. Not, not about GNR, just he wants to continue in pinball to some extent, if given the opportunity. He just has to hang up the tour and change professions. Yeah, who cares about millions of dollars? How about tens yeah. of thousands of dollars? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> what do you think about him wanting to co-design another game? Good idea? Bad idea? Uh, I, honestly, I'm indifferent to it. Okay. Simple indifference. That's, that's what's wrong with this world. Good on him if he wants to. There are a lot of people with really clever design ideas, though, that we see in the homebrew scene and stuff. And I guess maybe because they've actually been working on it on their own, I suppose the, the little guy in me kind of wishes they would get a chance first rather than someone that maybe he's getting the attention of this because he's so famous. Yeah, that can bring millions of people into the uh, right. industry. I'm yeah. not saying that Slash wouldn't have a great design. I'm just saying there are a lot of really, I think, worthy designs that don't get much attention already. But are there? May, maybe deserve. Yeah, I do. Eh, I think there are. Let the record show that I think there are. I don't need the homebrew crew coming after me. Yeah, don't, don't, be, <sighs> don't be stirring up their dander. It's like making the multimorphic group upset. Ah, they're coming. I hear slight knocks on my door and windows <laughs> yeah, at night. Like, we did it first. We did it first. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That's the chant I always hear. Slash goes on to say during the JJP podcast that he would love to create a pinball machine based around a horror theme or a franchise. Now that would be not, I would like to see a yes. true horror yes. theme done. The closest we've had is uh, recently is alien, which was blended with aliens, which is an action movie. 
And we one could argue that that still falls into the sci-fi realm a lot too. It does. It's, it is a dual genre. I mean, I guess the other one you might be able to point to was uh, the Rob Zombie's spook show. Which falls into the music category. Yes. So, a and I, don't, I, I didn't think of it as a horror pen personally when I played it. No, it's more of a comedic kind of um, gore. It's more of just a profanity machine, yeah. really. Gore fest. You and I have been really advocating for a truly scary horror-based pinball theme for a long time. I mean, like I would appreciate to play one. I enjoy horror. I, you know, the rumor mill has always been though, Zach, that even back in the day when there were a few attempts at horror mm-hmm. pins, that they don't sell as well. Yeah, and because Gottlieb no made them. Well, I mean, that could be part of it, sure. Hey, Freddy, that's the one that I can picture. Brom Stoker's Dracula wasn't a great seller, I don't think, though. Of course, that was gained towards the end. So, yeah. I don't remember his production number. I so really like that film, that. too. I don't drink wine for dinner. That's right. I also found it interesting to hear that Slash was recently at the factory, and while the standard editions were on the line, he just picked up a Sharpie and wanted to sign one of them randomly. So somebody's mm, going to okay. be getting a signed play field by Slash himself. It's neat, but I, I still, I, I just, I can't rate that as, as high as when Gomez stuck in a katana sword in one of the Deadpool's. I'm kind of with you. Do you remember that? <laughs> yes, I, I'm kind of with you. It's, it's a sword. You can put it on the mantle. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I think give me the katana sword over Slash Signature, actually. That's what Slash should have done. He should have stuck one of his top hats in. Whoa, man. No, because that would have been sold on uh, Sotheby's. Sotheby's. <laughs> Sotheby's. Sotheby's. The auction house. Mm. Yeah. We might get into that on deals of the WTF here. In a little mm. bit. Yeah. I thought it was cool that he was just signing random stuff. Yeah. I'd have been like, hey, Slash, is your, your arm cramping there? Keep going, bud. Go right down that line. Just start signing them. Jersey Jacks, Guns and Roses. People liked your discussion last week and your all out hate towards uh, one of the hate? greatest pinball machines ever made. I was very fair. We finally get something nice, and here goes Dennis. I was not mean. Wee-wee and pee-peeing on it, and poo-pooing. I only expressed a few minor concerns. They were false statements. Uh, There have been, as more people have played it, there have been more people that have agreed with me. And there are people who disagree. That's just how it is. Can anyone really disagree with you? I had someone email me or message me last night, said they went and they got 20 games in on it, and said, it's a novelty. Hmm. A novelty pen. Sounds like, like your an definition unnamed of a novelty source pen. to me. An unnamed source. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a source that told me they played 21 games on it and they fucking had an orgasm whenever they hit a jackpot. Yeah, I saw someone else who said they put eight hours on it and loved it. Yep. Loved it. And I thought eight hours is a long time to play any pinball machine. They must have really loved it. I wonder if that person was just some casual player though you know or if they were actually a competitive pinball player uh chuck word got time on it it sounded like he Mm. thought that the multi-balls worked well for what the rules are Mm -hmm. seemed a lot of people get confused if they that a desire for other people to be there helping you read the screen because they can't interpret the light show oh my god so stupid that's the dumbest thing i've ever heard whoever said that's wrong there's a screen in the back of the damn play field it tells you what to shoot god (sighs) I just think there's there's objectivity here. Either game about, is good. What are we talking about? A game What's is good or a point? game is not good. 
The, the game's going to do great. And I said that things. last time. I The game's going to be highly successful. And so I think it makes sense for Jersey Jack to continue to do games like this. I don't know what else to tell you. I'm not inclined to buy it myself. You seem up. You seem upset that I don't want to. No, 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 no. I, I, I think you would love it, but it may not be a game for you and your collection. I can see that. I can see it. My final point to to the, all this was was the following: If people play this game and still have a list of things to bitch about, then there's no winning. This well, this moves no, markers. You're, here. you're making it sound like this moves uh, markers. The, no, you, you're making it sound like that the game only has one interpretation, 10 out of 10. And no, that's a ridiculous I say it's a 10 out of 10. No. But it's certainly nothing below a 6 out of 10. Well, I don't know anyone who scored it below a 6 out of 10. I don't know how many people have tried to score it out of 10, but I, I mean, I haven't heard anyone. Even the critics who have criticized it the most severely that I have heard have had positive things to say about the game. It's not a hated game. I, I don't know anyone who hates it. Yeah. So, isn't that good? Isn't that a winner? That is a winner. It may even be a chicken dinner. I think the sales speak for themselves. I think this will do very well. I think this was the hit that Jersey Jack needed. Yes. Yeah. And the big question that I think a lot of people will ask, whether it's fair or not, is can, because of Slash's involvement and all the assets they got, can any future Jersey Jack live up to this? We will have to wait and see. If I am pitching licenses i am showing examples of this game and saying because of the assets that we were provided here by the band and sony records or whoever it is this is where the sales came this is where the exposure came i would really encourage you as the licensor on on our next pen to to consider this and my my only concern is they'll say absolutely all you have to do is pay us whereas show me the money with Guns N' Roses, it was Slash was so, you know, co-designer, so into it. He's like, what? You want live and let die? I'll call Paul. No problem. Yeah. And, you know, and I don't I don't think that works for Toy Story. I don't think Slash can call uh, Michael Eisner. <laughs> I know he doesn't run Disney anymore. Mike, hey, Mike, I know you're bitter about losing your position with Disney, but uh, we need Woody Stat. Yeah, that's right. Buzz Get Light Tom here. Hanks in here. Yeah. Do you know Tom Hanks, Buzz? Yeah, do you know Tom? Hey, maybe, call Sl- maybe Slash does know Tom. Maybe Slash can do it, Tom. Ooh, sound alike. Uh, he likes voiceover stuff. All right, so that's Jersey Jack Pinball in a nutshell. What about Stern Pinball? Any rumblings over there? No, nothing's happened. You know what did happen last week that we forgot to talk about, Dennis? Code. Dennis, we forgot what? to talk about the topper. No, we talked about it. No, we didn't. Yes, I told you, thousand dollars, a lot of money, but people get their money back if they sell. We talked about we didn't it. Talk about episode. my unboxing with a goat named Keith. I still haven't seen that. No, I don't care your about son. That. Why was that the Elvira topper you unboxed? No, you didn't unbox Elvira with a goat. Oh, it's a typo in here. I unboxed. I don't know. I unboxed an Avengers. No, and I haven't seen it. I'm not going to watch that. It sounds stupid. Ah. Oh. What sounds stupid may be gold. You weaved gold. Okay, you weaved gold. Congratulations again, Zach. I'm a gold weaver. How how many hits does that video have versus your featurette for Guns N' Roses? That's what I thought. Is that fair? (laughs) (laughs) People want well-polished, crafted videos, not gimmicks with goats. Did you call that a goat gimmick? I can't believe you didn't watch that video, Dennis. People, People are talking. 
I told you I might go watch it. People are talking. And I didn't. People of Ohio, they're proud of me. (laughs) Come on, Dennis. I mean, I'm the one who brought back football. Did you take note? I'm the one. Not in the political mood, Dennis. I can tell. But that is a third rail for Pinball Podcast. You wouldn't have made ventilators, Dennis. You wouldn't have. Let the record show. Dennis Creasel would not have made ventilators. (laughs) I had to get the ventilator quote in there. (laughs) Like an absurd thing to say. I would have made ventilators. (sighs) So cheap it's like water. All right, I'm done. like water the fuck does that mean sorry those were quotes from his uh the first debate i don't do a um a biden do you do a biden maybe you can do a biden and i can do a trump i don't do political impressions in the run-up to the election oh oh so sorry is it against your morals it's because it's a pinball podcast and there are things you don't do politics and religion well here's the deal would you would you just shut up man How's that for Biden? Not too bad. Mm. You wouldn't know a suburb unless you took a wrong turn. Keep yapping, man. That's not bad. It's not bad. See, I can do both sides. I can't do a Pence, though. Does Pence talk? I don't know if Pence Mm. talks. Can we move on? Here comes that fly. Hey! Oh, my God. Hey, I got a chuckle. Now we can move on. Stern. Just like, shut the fuck up. Stern. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Elvira code update 1.0, baby. We're there. The promised land. Yep. Or are we? Yeah. It's done. Is yeah. it? Well, it might be bug fixes. Is the liming game ever done at 1.0? I, I don't know. Maybe. Hmm. With this 1.0 code update, we now got some Elvira Topper uh, enhancements, too. No one really cares, because no one can afford it. Yeah, but uh, if you're talking Elvira, you always have to talk about enhancements, I think. Version 1.0 includes a lot of new stuff, actually. Felt like a really beefy update on version 1.0. Finally, that money market target does something. I've been waiting for that thing to do something in the game. And we got uh, new visuals, new audio, probably more deadheads. I think the final wizard mode is really fleshed out in this one. This game, woo! Yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, you owning it someday. This is a Dennis Creasel type of game. Mm, it's uh, too expensive. Well, I'm saying someday. I don't know. I don't think it's going to collapse like Beatles did. No, I don't think. I don't think. It'll do that. See, I could probably, I could afford to uh, buy a Beatles at this point because they just fell through the floor. You could afford but, any a pinball machine. You just don't want no, to. No, no, no. I got to make ends meet. What about a Stranger Things? They had a code update, version 0.99. I still have no interest. I watched uh, someone stream Stranger Things this week, and I still have no interest in this game. What do you What do you think it is about that game that doesn't? I don't know. Part of it is I don't know the theme at all, so I get oh, confused yeah. about everything that's going on in the sounds and stuff with it. I get. Uh, I, I mean, I've played it and I didn't dislike it. I just I didn't love it either. But that was way that was so many code updates ago that mm-hmm. that's not a fair comparison anymore. Yeah, I can see if you don't know the license at all, it might be a little bit distant. I've not downloaded it yet because let's face it, I don't. That's an all day thing. It kind of wants to be a horror game. I think it is a horror game. I think it is. It's just not what you and I are looking for. 
it's more Goonies meets Elm Street. Hmm. I don't think there was a lot of big stuff in point nine nine on Stranger Things. A lot of cleaning up. I know again, wizard modes have been fleshed out a lot more. I saw a streamer who had to unplug his shaker motor after that update. Do we know that that was because of that update? Don't know that it was after that update, okay. other than this, that that update had been applied, and then the shaker motor locked on and started to smoke. Okay. When my uh, motherboard blew up on Rick and Morty, right after I updated it, I thought, meh. And Spooky's like, right. no. Correlation does a, not mean causation. Yeah, they said, but I'm throwing it out there so people are aware to smell for smoke. I don't want them to lose their shaker, their red trimmer shaker motors. Well, that's the problem right there. OEM only. I think adding a shaker motor, not an aftermarket one, does void your warranty too. (gasps) Oh, no. We need to investigate. Cosner, shit, nobody's doing anything over at American Pinball. Investigate um, (laughs) uh, what happened. He can't can't investigate. He's busy rolling around in the banner you sent him. (laughs) This is five foot, six foot banner. Na na, yeah. na 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 na. Just picture him. I just, he's, I imagine him rolling in up in it like it's a like it's a rug. He's photoshopping his next victory. Yes, he'll put the banner as the as the head in those suits. <laughs> oh, this is big news! I think a lot of podcasts are going to lead with this. Not here at the Pinball Show. We stick it in the middle. Kapow Pinball, a Muggle style brand. I thought that was a good line. Clever? Okay. Give me any clever points there? Mm. I could have went with... Mm. I mean, what do you go with there? Joe Cam and Cal with Kapow Pinball was in a, a seminar discussing the Beatles process. Too soon? <laughs> Too late? At the no, it's just right. Chicago Pinball Expo. And he made two hints at a Harry Potter pinball machine being made and obtaining the license for people in the community. Dennis don't know if this is merely a trolling effort or if this is the same hinting that he has done once before when he rolled out Batman and the Beatles. He said, initially you'd have to go back to see the seminar video. He said something, he went through his list of games that were hard to get the license for. And he said, yeah, you know, and, and Harry Potter too. Um, don't think we haven't been trying to, you know, get that. Or he was just alluding to Harry Potter. And all the other examples he listed have been made by himself and Stern Pinball. So he's talking about that and he was like, yeah, you know, Harry Potter, blah, blah, blah. Then he goes on to say, I don't know how much later, but he ends with, don't worry about what we have coming up next. It's really big, but we've got something really big up our sleeve. Many people thought that was in reference to a magician's sleeve, right? Magic, Harry Potter. Right, and they don't do any sleeve stuff in any of the Harry Potters. Turned into uh, Jeff Goldblum, and uh, there's... What's up my sleeve there? That's not a magic thing? It, it It's not a Harry Potter thing. Magic and wizards have nothing to do with... So he's got David Copperfield, is what you're saying. Houdini is quaking in its boots as we speak. What else could he be saying that's big that alludes to magic that would not be Harry Potter? That would be my... Question. It's a common phrase to say you have something up your sleeve when you're not revealing something. It's not necessitates any way a hint that's going to be a magic-based pen. Gosh, you guys reach so hard. Harry Potter will never be made. <gasps> never. Such a fucking Hermione. And if I'm wrong, then I'll have to say I was wrong. But it'll never be made. You are Hermione. 
No, I'm not. Yes, you are. No, I'm Dennis. You're Hermione, a muggle. A muggle is someone with no magical ability. Then what is she? She's a wizard. Is she? I thought she had muggle parents or something. Yes, but that but she herself is not a muggle oh. because she has magic. Ah, oh, mom was out uh, drinking with some wizards one night. <laughs> Hermione's poor dad. I, I mean, it's conceivably possible. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Joe Kamikow has been trying to get it. and But I think given what I've heard him in other interviews, I don't think he would ever admit there's a license beyond his reach. I just think he like he's one of those I never say never sort of people. Yeah, but, that's what I love about that man. But as we get further and further away from those films, as J.K. Rawlings descends further and further into controversy... And as uh, pinball moves forward on other things that don't necessitate having to have like these, you know, you want a good theme. It doesn't have to be like the greatest theme of all time ever, ever. I just, I just don't really see them doing it. But what is she, what is the controversy? I know there's something with uh, the transgender community. Is that correct? That yes. Okay. Is it legit then? I haven't looked into it. Yes, she's okay. making she's makes statements that indicate that she does not support the trans community. Oh wow, multiple statements. Is she pretty vocal politically and stuff? Uh, uh, uh just like on this issue, I guess I don't follow oh. her or anything. So I just but it comes up in mainstream news quite a bit uh, because more and more people who were involved in the films and the messages like so much about the messaging of the films about has to do with equality and treating people the same. So I think for a lot yeah, of people, so her stances sort of came out of left field because she seems progressive on a lot of fronts, but not this. The entire world that she created seems like... But, well, because she's had other you know other stances involving uh, like okay. sexual orientation and stuff where she's, she identifies very progressive, but there's just something about someone who identifies with a gender other than what they were born with that triggers her in some way huh. and she's fairly vocal about it okay. and so there are a lot of people that are who love her properties but now just don't want it to do anything with her again this is pinball i don't want to say listen that that to means... their michael jackson music i mean right on. right right and again like with a lot of things i'm not saying that that means the pin wouldn't sell yeah, yeah but okay. but you know there might that. be people that would get upset with the idea that she gets some sort of big payday out of this mm. Yeah. And maybe that influences some purchase. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, okay. we're, we're, we're falling into a realm of, of societal response to controversy. Okay. So it's difficult for me to yeah, say, but I, I think the bigger thing is that unless she needs the money, if her stance is still that she does not like what pinball represents, if she has control over her own property, mm -hmm. the shift would have to be if Kapow could either, you either have to change her mind or she has to lose control of her property. See, those are the two things. Mm. Who designs a Harry Potter pinball machine from Stern Pinball? I guess whoever amongst Stern is really interested in the property. I don't know who's, who's expressed high interest. Borg, maybe? You, you don't think it would be a George Gomez that did the other Kapows? George Gomez is, no, I don't think George Gomez will design ever again. He did Batman. He did Beatles. Those were modified layouts from existing designs. He didn't have to do them from scratch. Batman, and I don't, th and I don't think Harry Potter gets modified. that treatment. I don't think Harry Potter gets that treatment. Okay, 
George's only from scratch design has been Deadpool. And that was an emergency. I just, he's in charge of the design teams. I think he's too busy to be a designer. I just think he's too busy. Until Harry Potter comes across your desk. I mean, if he wants it, sure. I'm not saying it wouldn't happen. I'm just saying, I think, think they're so? going to find some other full-time designer there who likes the property and he won't have to do it because he's busy. Le- I mean, it's difficult to manage mm-hmm. and, and ask someone to do the second job on the side. You're so flippant about it. Do you think Kapal Pinball and Stern Pinball would do that property justice? Or do you just think, Dennis, it's an impossible task considering the the grandness of that uh, license? I think no matter who would do Harry Potter, there will be a vast swath of fans that will hate it. Man, let me tell you, a real strong take there. What? Would Wait, they, I mean, what do you want me to say? Would Stern Pinball succeed at Harry Potter, or would they not for the pinball community? I, that, Overall, what, what do you mean by succeed? Will it would it sell gangbusters? No, yes. not would it sell. Would it be that success by the de- you didn't give me a definition, I'm so I had to, to find the fucking term for you I'm once again you as you mealy mouth your way would through it your sell? questions. I mean, come on, that's success the as softball? far as a corporation is concerned. It will be Star Wars. That's what it will be. There'll be a bunch of people pissed about how the assets were integrated. It will sell for. like gangbusters and it will make a ton on location and therefore be a success anyway. That's what will happen. And it doesn't matter if JJP does it either. The same thing will happen. The only difference is there will be people that will say, well, if JJP had it, they would have done a better job. Mm. And maybe they would have. But there would still be, no matter who does it, people would be like, you know, you tried to do all seven films in one game. Or, yeah. no, we need to have a different pin for every book. or And we didn't get it. There'll always be something. There'll always be something. It's too big of a property. You know who uh, may do a good job at a Harry Potter pinball machine? Haggis. Yeah. See, we were thinking about that together. It's almost like yeah. it wasn't next in the notes. Yeah. Haggis Pinball had a new Celts promo video that they debuted you get a chance to see that nope it was uh it was well done they had some new new stuff that i have not seen on their previous uh previous renderings of this game sculpted toys in the middle it was pretty cool this layout though is very symmetrical and i always always go back to you it's got that outer orbit inner orbit some pops in the center feels very much like a not a street level but a single level. Well, because it is a single level. Does it sell 200? Is it, is it, are we too far gone on this title? What are we doing with Celts? Uh, well, what's the price? I don't remember the price. Uh, like six, 5,000, 6,000. It's in the Stern Pro range. Hmm. Um, may, maybe. I, I mean, all right. So given that, given the price range, it's it's conceivable if it has a reception like TNA did, then yes, that would two hundred would definitely be achievable because we know TNA sold five fifty. It's a single level design. I don't know if it's going to have that type of reception. Right, I I don't know that it, it would either. So, but I mean, it's got a you know, it's got a three flipper layout sort of stuff. It's it's different. Um, I personally, my guess would be, yeah, that it would, that they'll be lucky to sell 200, but it might be closer to mafia is what I'm thinking. Oh, mafia only sold like 10 though. No. Yeah. No, no, never mind. I, I think it's gonna, I think price wise, a lot mafia's problem, I think was the price. It was way too expensive mm-hmm. for what it was. It was an EM experience, uh, at like five figures. It was just, it just, there's not much market for that. Primus. 
Again, it's got a price advantage over Primus, though. But yeah, Primus numbers would probably be more realistic. I don't know. I think what's selling this game better than the theme or better than the gameplay is the damn team behind it. They did a seminar at the Virtual Pinball Expo, and it made you fall in love with these with these guys. I don't know how many pins you sell just because you like the team. I A few people. Australians might do that because they know them personally, but I... See Spooky Pinball. I don't think that's why most spooky sold. Maybe that's how America's Most Haunted sold. Well, Rob Zombie sold because everyone thought that the value would go up like America's Most Haunted. Correct. Yes. I think TNA sold because, not because people knew Scott Denisi, but rather they fell in love with the light show and sounds. And Scott Denisi. No, I think most people who bought the game don't know Scott. I find that to be incorrect. Mm-hmm. You can think what you want. I think people got, I think the thing was Spooky brought the game to shows. People were able to experience it. And I I played the homebrew. I never met Scott when I played his homebrew. He wasn't at the game when I played it. And you fell in love? I liked the layout. I was interested in how hard the layout was. That's Mm. what caught my eye. But at the time, I didn't know they were ever going to make it. I remember that, uh, I don't remember, it was TPF 2016 or 17. After after we were done over with Eclectic Gamers, we were doing our post-TPF show. And I asked Tony, what was his game of the show? And he said that homebrew uh, Total Annihilation game. <laughs> yeah, It's like, the the Whitewood? And he goes, yeah. I thought it was the most fun game I played in the whole place. That's interesting. And then he picked it again the next year, also, as game of the show, when we finally got to play the spooky version. Is Tony calmed down yet? What do you mean? A little frothy. You're recording this week. Hopefully, I took him a chill He's probably pill. calm. He's at peace. I like that the, on the new Celts promo video at the very end. I love the vocals. It was this iconic Scotland uh, accent. You like my Scotland accent? And it said at the very end, it said, you can take my life, but you can't take me pinball. It was like, the, it was awesome. Like Braveheart. Are you a distributor for Haggis? Currently, I'm not. Uh, they did announce a way to support the group over there, especially during these times. Buy a game. By being, well, they said if you, <laughs> I'll tell you how to support them. They did Buy say that. Game. But if you, if, you know, if that's a little bit high for you to be able to support a company, you can now be a part of Clan Haggis. And with Clan Haggis, you give a certain amount of money, one-time thing, and you get a big swag bag full of like 40 different things. They're all pretty cool. So if you want to support them, reach out and get onto Clan Haggis. Damien, that theme. Dude, what the fuck? God. Uh, but it's cute. Maybe a one hell of a game. I'm not sure. All right, Dennis, before we can wrap up the show, we've got to give the listener what they want. They've listened to our ramblings for, I don't know, 40 minutes now, 30 minutes. And they've come for one thing. The big show. The main event. Get on the edge of your seat, everybody, because it's time for the Pinball Show presents Pinball Market Trends. Trademark. Copyright. Registered. Let's just get through it. Turning up this week is Stern's Elvira's House of Whores. Ever been to a house of whores, Dennis? Yep. Weekend trip to Amsterdam? <laughs> uh, would you go to Amsterdam with me? No. Why not? I, I don't think you'd be fun to travel Stop with. Stop being a muggle. 
Fucking Hermione. You are Hermione, man. Always, always got shit. Always negative. You're Ron. I'm no fucking Weasley. <laughs> You're Ron. No, no. I've, I, I think I've been accurately depicted as Professor Snape by Orby when he was picking people for all of those things a couple years ago. Snape is what I got. Elvira's House of Horrors is training up because it's simple. They're not making enough of them. They cannot leave the factory fast enough. They've now trended all the way up the Pinside Top 100 to number five. She's breached the threshold of five. Until GNR takes her spot. That's pretty impressive though, right, Dennis? Number five? Yeah. All time? Yeah. Basic yeah, fan high. layout. Why do you think it's at number five? Is, is it the theme? No. No, I agree. It's is it the layout? Theme. No. Oh, layout helps. Layout helps, but not to number five. I don't I mean, come on. Medieval Madness and Attack from Mars. Fan layout style games are popular for a reason. I would argue that the reason Attack from Mars and Medieval Madness are up there is not because of the fan layout. It's because there's a, a spring-based saucer that jiggles i'm mean, come on what else dude you can't say that no. i can say anything a, i got a mouth no it was a big central feature that, that like jiggle 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 it was the 90s jiggle pinball. jiggle jiggle Very it was the night they're still up there Very it's iconic. not the 90s anymore it's still selling too no elvira's house of whores i think is up in the top five because of lyman number one and number two nostalgia and number three no particular order here is actually the mechs. I don't know about the nostalgia. I, the other two, you're probably right. You got that central feature toy that's interactive. That's a big yeah. thing. Plus ball locks and different things. The code yeah. is phenomenal. And now yeah. that it's past that version 1.00 with a brand new topper that I, I don't know if they're sold out everywhere, but... Uh, no, the topper didn't help it get top five. I, if you ask me, we had a topper release. Then we had a top five threshold. Just saying... No, I, I see what you're. I see where you're thinking. I I see also why you're wrong. But if I had as a dealer twenty Elvira House of Horrors premiums, I could sell them in a week. Sold, sold, sold. But I'm not getting any more until 2021. I get a couple more here in October, November, but those are already accounted for. It's training up. That's a hot title. That I would have never guessed when they released that, Dennis. I would have never guessed this is going to be a killer dynamite package for people wouldn't have guessed it especially being a studio title unfortunately turning down this week we're gonna stay in the realm of spooky halloweeny we stuck with elvira going up but unfortunately going down this pains me to say because i know what dennis creasel is gonna say and i only report the facts here ladies and gentlemen so i have to do what is truthful Numbers don't lie, and trending down is that god-awful, wretched fucking Netflix film that just came out called Hubie Halloween, the newest Adam Sandler release. I tried, listener. I tried to evoke laughing, and there were some funny parts. Don't get me wrong, there's some funny parts. It was number one on Netflix for over a week, but damn, that film fucking sucks so much talent but I think 
there was no writing in the whole film? At least I hope not. Actually, I could improv a better fucking storyline than Hubie Halloween. It was wretched. It was bad. And it makes me sad because notch it up on Dennis's old told you so belt that he's told me over and over about Adam Sandler films. And he's right. You're right, Dennis. It's been that way for a long time. Dennis. It has not for a long time. See, you just fucking yeah, you rub it in. Long. It was fine. He, he had a lot of good he, films he, recently. He had talent at one point, um, but he doesn't. I'm not saying he lost his talent. He just quit trying. And But it's it's been like at least since Jack and Jill, he's quit trying. Oh, because Uncut Gems was just so horrible. I haven't seen that. Yeah, well, but, I haven't heard of whatever you're talking about either. He got he got snubbed out of an Oscar nomination on that one. That's my boy was good. I don't care what you say. The week of oh, so he's one of those. Oh, he didn't win a he didn't win an Academy Award, so he he broke, and now he's punishing everyone by doing bad jobs. Grown Ups was good. Do Over was good. There was some good stuff there. This isn't pinball. Can we go on? Same, this is pinball market trends. Sandy you may have Wexler. Yeah. The people want it to be bigger, so I'm going to give the people what they want. No, here. they do not. People like pinball market trends more than I do. I admit that, but there are nothing but complaints about the bloat that the segment has sustained. I see the notes. Freaking viewer trends. Holy crap! No one wanted that. China ate your lunch. They, they ate your lunch, and no one's ever asked for deals of the week either. Deals of the week. Bye bye bye. Oh, what are you going to buy, buy, buy this week, Dennis? Let's see. I don't buy it. I want to pick you out. Ah, there's a nice deal. This deal's in Rhode Island. What's in Rhode yeah, Island? That's so close. What is in Rhode Island? Providence. <laughs> I think this is where this is coming from off of Pinside. Young Pandas is the Pinside name. They've got a dialed in LE. They've run out of space. Overall, good condition. Maybe a little bumps here and there. But seventy one hundred bucks. Bye bye bye. For maybe one of JJP's greatest rule sets, one of their best layouts. That's it for the deals this week. Let's run right into deals of the. Do you kiss your mother with that mouth? Do you call your mom mother? Do you call her mom? Do you call her by her first name? Do you call her? What does this have to do with anything? I don't know. It's just a closer look to Dennis Priestle's life. I call no my mom. Care. No I one still cares. say mom. I still say mom. Yes, I say mom. You don't say mama. No. Hold me, mama. No, mother. I've never met anyone who uses that phrase. Mama. Ma. Hey, ma. You got that chili soup ready? Make me a sandwich, ma. I think most people our age call their mothers by their first names. I always find it weird. I don't know most people that do that. Really? Yeah. Linda? Only yeah. in talking about them in the third person. Yeah. Did, we, did you divorce your mom there? Calling her by the first name? That's weird. Would you call your in-law, your mother-in-law, would you call her mom? See, I find no. that a bit weird. No, that's strange. Right? But a lot of people do it. Well, they can do what they want. Yeah, I find that strange. Then again, you keep your shoes on when you're having sex in the bed, so I think it's really odd. Take your socks off, people. Fucking sweaty feet. Gross. Deals of the what the fuck this week. Ooh, I really enunciated that. F of the bomb. We've got right out of LA, California, 
a record label 1994 Guns N' Roses machine that is signed by Slash. Ooh, it was from uh, one of the managers, I believe. But due to COVID, the entire music industry is out of work for a long time. I'm reading the Pinside Post. I'm talking about tour managers of GNR. He has medical bills now and is crushed to have to sell his prized possession. This is the machine that was given by Slash to the record label in LA. Blah, 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 blah. It is a damn nice Guns N' Roses. I'm not going to make uh, any lies about that. It looks, uh, it looks almost new. But it does not, ladies and gentlemen, look $15,000 worth. Sell, sell, sell. Uh, just because a tour manager of GNR owned this game? No. Man, if the timing wasn't better planned on this tour manager, now is when you're going to try to sell this game. Now? Really? Jeez. 15000 Dennis. Guns and Roses. Data East. 94. I had to have an appraisal and a certification sheet for its value for my insurance company. I have a letter from the technician describing the condition of the machine. And he says it's the nicest machine he's ever seen. It is rated at a 9.7 out of a perfect 10. I can't express it enough. This simply is the nicest Guns N' Roses machine on the planet. Strong takes. No thanks. Sell, sell, sell. Also another deal of the... What? $10,000 for a Walking Dead Premium Ultimate Edition in Massapeka, New York by PM Mods. You loaded this thing down. It's got a color DMD. It's got voodoo glass. It's got everything. It's even got the ugly uh, Hassan Chop translate. It's got the topper. $10,000. Get off the smack. Sell, sell, sell. Nope. Not happening. No way, shape, or form. You added $3,900 in mods? It's a lot of mods. How? With hot glue. Oh, boy. You remember that Simpsons pinball machine, Dennis? Mm, the Daddy East one, yeah. <sighs> With the four custom-colored powder-coated <laughs> Has rails. it sold yet? No. Oh. But the same person outside of... Oh, they're hiding their location now up inside. It's right by the, uh, the Mexican-U.S. border of uh, San Diego. Sweet whale's vagina. They're back and at it again, ladies and gentlemen. Restored Jokers by Williams. Who, who, oh, the System 11. Who decides to to restore Jokers? I know some people with Jokers. Jokers is actually an okay, fun-ish game. It's got, that, it's got that ramp shot. Jokers is a game that everybody gets into pinball and they're like, shit, I can buy a System 11 for a thousand bucks. It's like, well, play it a little bit. It's a fun shooter. I'm not sure the rules are as balanced as they need to be. Yeah, most System 11 rules are not balanced, though. That's fair. But when you throw a $5,000 price tag on it and you make mm. it... Oh, wow. And you make it the, the Snowbird Edition with all white powder coat? Sell, sell, sell! Oh, what is it with these people in powder coat over there? They, you kind of are responsible for that. Not on System 11's people. You talk up powder coat all the time. They, how are they to know when to do it? I have given the very specific rules. No. Yes, yes I have. There are rules to no, this. Maybe. They, they did clear coat the play field. I'm not even saying this looks bad. Doesn't look like a horrible restore, but if you're going to do a restore, show us the inside of the cab and the underside of the play field. I can't just take your word for it because you were trying to sell a fucking Simpsons that looked like Crayola Colors for $6,000. Sell, sell, sell. No. $5,000. 
Go to hell. Oh boy, they got another one, a paragon. Oh, sweet Jesus. A beautiful paragon. Re People love paragon. Repainted. Oh, put the paintbrush down. Put it down and step away from the ledge. All custom powder coating on a paragon, Dennis. Beast Lair. If you're going to restore a Paragon for $6,500, change the fucking leg bolts. Don't put rusty leg bolts in there. Sell, sell, sell. And don't powder coat black everything that was so pretty before. Listener, I want you to go and look at this on Pinside. They powder coated all of the trim except for the coin door, which, thank God, there's something still existing that looks good. But what did they do? They went and messed up the border of that coin door by powder coating it black. Uh, they're framing their incompetence here. Sell, sell, sell. Oh, how do they stay in business? Prof Griff, I love you, but I hate you all at the same time. Best of luck to you. And that was your deals of the what the fuck, your deals of the week, and your pinball market trends. Bum, bum, bum. That's it for the show. Dennis is going to quit. Another week of anguish. Mm. Shit, I forgot Lord Helmet. Shout out to Lord Helmet. He has a, and she has an Elvira's House of Horse for $7,200 in Fernandina, Florida. And check mm. that one out. That's, that's a pretty good deal. It's hard to get those at I guess they didn't like 1.0 code. Yeah, I said it's uh, not a big hit with the family. Ah. And I appreciate the humor here because they said, yes, I did add a picture of a chicken just because it makes me laugh. <laughs> I do like chickens. Closing time. No singing. Last All right, fucking hang up. Alcohol. All right, we're done. No, we're done. close the show with me, Dennis. No songs ever again. That's a rule. Gather your whiskey and beer. All right. What do these people need to do to get a hold of you? They don't need to get a hold of me. Can they call you or text you? No, they may not. Can they send a uh, telegram? <laughs> no. They Western don't know Union? How. They don't know where Western Union is. They're a simple folk that listen. Can they catch a greyhound? Do they still exist? I don't know. Seems like a good way to get COVID. <laughs> it's a ringing endorsement for greyhound. <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> I'm not sure their air filtration systems are up to snuff. But hey, I, what do I know about buses? Not much. Well, you can always email collectorgamerspodcast at gmail.com if they need to reach out. Catching a Greyhound is cheaper. It's cheap. It's like water. Oh, man. I'm going to miss that guy. Maybe I won't. Maybe I'll get him for another four years. You can catch me at Straight Down the Middle of Pinball series on YouTube emailing us at sdtmpinball at gmail.com. But anymore, the pinball network at gmail.com will suffice. And if you're looking for a brand new, sexy, sweet pinball machine, you know who to call. No, Dennis, don't call them. God. Trent? No. That TNT amusement. Stop TNT. Happy birthday to the twins, but no. And to Todd Tucky. No. Oh, I guess Trent's with Tilt Amusements, isn't he? I guess Trent's with Tilt Amusements. Yeah, call Trent with Tilt. No. Don't Why be not? A, don't be. That's my new motto. Don't be a creep. Call Flippin' Out for all of your Escalera stair climbing hand truck needs or your new beautiful pinball machines. Hey, and I hear something's getting a little strange on top of your pinball machines. If you want a new top here, it's uh, Stranger Things. Uh, email me. 812-457-9711 or Zach, Z-A-C-H at flip the letter N out pinball.com. 
Special shout out this week on TPN Silverball Chronicles. Talked about mm. more Bally artwork. Yeah, I hope they're finally done with that. I wonder what they're doing next. Maybe they say at the end of the episode. I've not heard yet. I've downloaded it, but I want him to finish off when Steve Ritchie has his next game. I think that would be the nice capstone there. Interviewing him at the very end about his newest game. I don't. I'm just an idea man over here, people. I mean, what are you gonna do? Well, you can uh, commission me out, and I can weave gold for you. Silverball Stories continues their horror fest Saturday nights, and this last one was pretty gruesome. Uh-oh. It was really good, and it did showcase a new character uh, voiced by David Dennis, TPO's very own. Yeah. He did say he wanted to do it after he heard how bad I was. You did terrific, my friend. If anybody well, tells he, you otherwise. he didn't think so. Well, so he's, he, wanted to, he wanted to one-up me. It's just a wee little dick. That's all. Canadian cock. <laughs> Final Round Pinball Podcast. Special thanks to those guys for doing an expo video. I loved that. I need to get with them about that editing at the very beginning. These are tracking. Oh, no, programs. that was from their sponsors. Yeah, that was, uh, was really nicely done. I'm like, damn it. Did they buy that tracking software? It's expensive. All right, listener, everybody needs to pay close attention. Follow the Pinball Network on Facebook. Follow us on Twitch. Follow us on all of your social media desires because we've got some cool stuff coming out, including some T-shirts, ones that will be rated better than the C-, minus. I might add. And you're going to want these T-shirts. You're going to want them. And you hear how I say them, Dennis? Yeah. We're no typical pinball media. We will have a collection of t-shirts. They're leaked. <laughs> so hot right now. <laughs> All right. For Dennis Grissel, I'm Zach Minnie. And remember, no expectus Harry Potter Tronus. And always practice safe pinball and get on the interested list of that brand new remake that's going to be making its way into locations and homes very soon. If you want to talk about cool toppers, just saying. Uh. So long, everybody. I'm not going anywhere. Four more years. Any idea what this clown's doing? I'll eat China's fucking sandwich. <laughs>